Welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast for you. Alright, hello everyone and welcome to Season 1, Episode 4 of the Pincroft Pod. We're going to be talking about the 1993 classic, The Sandlot. But before we get to that, my name is John and I'm joined by my lovely fiance, Lauren. Lauren, hello. Hello. How are you? Doing well. So if people are just randomly tuning in at Episode 4 of our podcast, uh, what are we doing here in Season 1? Season one, we are diving into some of the greatest baseball movies of all time that I, a filmmaker, have never seen, uh, and I'm in a relationship with you, uh, who's a huge baseball fan. So we're just kind of working through the classics. And this week's a little different, mainly because we've both seen this movie. Correct. But it's been a long time. I can't even remember the last time I watched The Sandlot. Me either. But it was a VHS copy, so a while. Oh, boy. You know what? I think, yeah, it sounds about right for me, too. I don't remember owning or watching The Sandlot on DVD or Blu-ray. I wonder what this looks like in Blu-ray. I mean, probably as good as it possibly can. (laughs) Do you you think that's old movies Blu-ray slogan? As good as it possibly can? (laughs) That's great. Tagline, we did our best. We did as best as we could. Yeah. So, 1993. We have reviewed a movie from 1992, so if you wanted to put these in chronological order to hear about the season that was baseball and the year in review for movies, maybe you'll play play a fun little game here, because I'm very sure 1994 is Major League Two, which we will be reviewing here at some point. Spoiler, it's not the next one. So, Mm -hmm. And 92 was A League of Their Own, which was our pilot. Yes, A League of Their Own. So let's talk about the year in baseball, 1993. As we mentioned in 1992, the uh, Toronto Blue Jays won that year. And I vaguely remembered during that podcast that they won back-to-back years. Well, the Toronto Blue Jays in 1993 defeated the Philadelphia Phillies in the World Series after a legendary three-run walk-off home run by Joe Carter in the bottom of the ninth, obviously, walk-off. Touch them all, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. Walk-off at home. Everyone's celebrating. Great stuff. Back-to-back World Series champions. The rookies of the year were Tim Salmon for the California Angels, one of their 14 names they have had throughout the history. Mm-hmm. And uh, some guy named Mike Piazza, I'm not really sure who that is, but he was uh, for the Dodgers. He was a catcher, apparently. That is a joke. I was going to say, I feel like we walked past <laughs> a banner in Little Italy in San Diego, Mike, and, Mike, and you pointed him out. Mike so, Piazza. I'm like, did you hit your head? Legendary New York Met. There you go. All right. And actually also... For one season was a Padre, and for another season was a Oakland Athletic. Wow, he moved around. And for three seconds was a Florida Marlin before he was traded to the Mets. Oh, okay. There you go. So those were the rookies of the year. Cy Youngs were a Greg, Greg Maddox for the Atlanta Braves and Jack McDowell for the Chicago White Sox. Managers of the year were Dusty Baker for the San Francisco Giants and Gene Lamont for the Chicago White Sox. MVPs were Barry Bonds for the San Francisco Giants and the big hurt Frank Thomas for the Chicago White Sox. And there was only one Hall of Fame inductee that year, and it was Oakland Athletic great and no other team. Reggie Jackson, he was on the Yankees. Ah, I see. 
I see. Reggie Jackson. And that is the the year that was baseball for 1993. Cool. Before we move on to what 1993 looked like movie-wise, um, mm. can you just tell me again, what is a walk-off? Because I've heard you say it, and for some reason I just haven't been able to store what it is. So a walk-off is when the home team is, so you know the home team bats last in the inning. Mm-hmm. It's when they win the game in that inning because they have last ups, and it's called a walk-off because after you hit it, the other team walks off the field. Oh, okay. All right, so if, like, two Eight. teams are tied and, yes. uh, okay. Two teams are tied, or in in this case, I don't know if they were tied, but it was a three-run walk-off. Like, you could be down, and if you hit a three-run home run and you're up by one, then you win the game automatically. Right. Okay, cool. Nice. Anyway, moving on to what 1993 looked like movie-wise. Uh, just a few tidbits. The Oscar winner for Best Picture that year was Unforgiven. Fan. More, that's one of my favorite movies. Is it? Yes. Have I you, have never even heard it. Wait, what? Directed by Clint Eastwood? I've never heard of this movie. Oh, wait. Outside of the research I did for this podcast we're doing right now. Actually, my bad, everyone. That's not my. That's not one of my favorite movies. Do Tombstone you... is one of my favorite movies. Is that also Clint Eastwood? No. Uh, okay. <laughs> but it came out in 1993. <laughs> All right. Well, so. same year. Um, the highest grossing uh, film of the year, to no one's surprise, Jurassic Park. Oh, my goodness. Babe, I saw Jurassic Park in theaters, I think, 12 times. Whoa. Yeah, and uh, my mom, shout out to my mom who listens to this podcast. She took me one of those 13 times. It was the first time she went to go see it, and I believe it was the... Mom, you'll correct me if I'm wrong. I believe it was the AMC 6, which is now the El Paseo AMC 14 back in Campbell, California, and we were watching the movie, and I'm like, I have to go to the bathroom. And she said, does anything scary happen? I was like, no. I just walked away. (laughs) Love you, Mom. Well, Happy almost Mother's Day. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Jurassic Park, yeah. Surprise to no one. Yeah, Jurassic Park. I don't remember seeing it in theaters. I don't think I did. I mean, I would have been four, so probably not. Probably not. I would hope not. Yeah, but I do recall... Going to a Jordan's Furniture. Have you ever told you about Jordan's Furniture? No. Okay. Well, it's a, you know, huge furniture store in Massachusetts. And they have a movie theater, like a luxury movie theater. Um, they better have had couches in there. Like super, super comfy Did they chairs. In- they weren't couches, but they were like really comfortable seats. So they were like the first bougie kind of they movie were like theater in the area that i grew up in it was like if you're going to jordan's to see a movie it was like a special thing did and we is it in a strip mall did we pass that place no what place am i thinking chunkies sure you're yes. thinking of chunkies yes. oh man this is just a southern new hampshire why was i like chunkies sounds amazing why uh because they serve you they're a full service restaurant mm-hmm. while you watch a movie and their seats are I believe they're a specific kind of car, but they're car seats. That's why. And they I remember. Recline. I remember being like, that's amazing. Yeah, but like they're on wheels and they can move them. Anyway, so Jordan's Furniture is like a huge, they don't play everything. There's only like one screen, so they play special movies. And for one of the um, anniversaries for Jurassic Park, they brought Jurassic Park back. I think it was in 3D. Oh, wow. So I saw it in theaters many years after it came yeah. out. I want to say it was like the 20th. It was 2013, and it was the 20th anniversary. Nice. Nice. Anyway, love it. 
a little Jurassic so let's Park just talk tangent. About, I mean, let's talk about Jurassic <laughs> Park. Is, I'm fine. Uh, I mean, was I there a baseball in that at all? <laughs> no. Nope. Um, I don't think so. Oh, well. The biggest flop of 1993 uh, was Last Action Hero. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger, yes. Where he is a, he's a, quite literally, I think he comes out of the movie screen and is like, I am here now. I'm not really sure what happens. It's like a movie within a movie. Yes. Uh, it did not and do great. a kid. Yes, did not do great. But that was just a, just a few of the movie facts from 1993. Nice. Any Sandlot facts? Sandlot stats, for sure. Sandlot stats. Uh, so, description. In the summer of 1962, a new kid in town is taken under the wing of a young baseball prodigy and his rowdy team, resulting in many adventures. Yes, many adventures. Is, I mean, accurate. Is very accurate. Uh, it was rated PG, directed by David Mickey Evans. David Mickey Evans also directed, among several movies that he directed, First Kid. Okay. Beethoven's Third and Fourth. Woof, literally. <laughs> Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Wait, really? Yes. And that's all that I noted down. Those are like the, the biggest titles that I recognize. But he's done a few other things. The Sandlot was written by David Mickey Evans, so director, and Robert Gunter. Okay, I I need to make a correction. What? He... <laughs> He didn't direct Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Oh no! Did I read it wrong? <laughs> he, you technically no, but technically yes. What? He directed the cinematic classic Ace Ventura Junior Pet Detective. Oh my God! Can you can you guys tell listening that I was rushing before doing uh, this research here? Oh. This well was a tire fire, but anyway, you know, I guess. Good for him. Sure, yeah, good for him. Anyway, so Sandlot was released in, as we already made it very clear, 1993. The budget was $7 million. It grossed $34.3 million. Uh, and for nominations, it oh was nominated and won uh, the Young Artist Award for Outstanding Youth Ensemble in a Motion Picture. That's great. Yeah. And also, I'm looking, did you mention, did you mention Radio Flyer? Nope. He David Mickey Evans wrote Radio Flyer the year before, so he was, uh, you know, he was having. Oh, never mind. Radio Flyer not a hit, but well, Elijah Wood and Tom Hanks were in that. So nice. Um, and a few random facts about the movie. So the Sandlot has two straight to DVD sequels, and according to a Hollywood Reporter article from 2019, there is a series in the works with the original cast. For Disney Plus. I think so, I remember hearing about the Disney I mean, Plus one. Who knows if that's still happening. Um, but it was in 2019 that was announced. So, great. With with the original cast? Yes, the original that's cast. That's crazy. Yeah. Also, uh, the director and writer, David Mickey Evans, was apparently sued by a guy who... I'm reading this, yeah. Yeah, by a guy who says that the character of Squints was uh, uh, basically offensive and he didn't like it. Derogatory, I think it was what it was. But he lost. So. I mean, they, ha they, they have the same name, but the last name is spelled differently. Yeah, apparently he didn't like his fictional uh, portrayal in that movie. Why? Squints was great. Squints was great. I mean, he's a little bit of a perv, but he got the girl in the end, so. True. Maybe something to do with that. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. So just some little facts about great. Sandlot. So, um, I mean, we usually do the... 
what did you know about this movie before you saw it? Mm-hmm. And I mean, we've seen this movie before. I have, but I have a few things that I specifically remembered. Yes. Hercules. Yes, and I do remember Hercules, the the pup being, I remember, bigger in their imagination. Yes. Than the actual pup that Absolutely. ended up. Yes. Yeah. You're killing me, Smalls. Yes. And that it was all a flashback. Or yes. most of it was a flashback. And I mean, also, for me, one of the things that is just, I think my my mom found it hilarious, and I also have found it hilarious throughout the years, is the forever, <laughs> forever. That's the that's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, this was definitely a movie of, with every scene, it starts to click. Like, oh, right, I remember this. I remember this scene. I remember this iconic piece of cinema yeah. from the early 90s. I remember stuff about this out of order. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. I mean, that's really the, the things that, when I thought about Sandlot, saw it on VHS and those few little things. I completely forgot that Dennis Leary was the dad in this movie. I, my viewing notes start with Dennis Leary? Yes. <laughs> Question mark? But I did remember that James Earl Jones was in this. Uh, my next note is, oh, right, James Earl Jones. But see, I also forgot how they ended up. So basically, Sandlot, I'm sure everyone has seen it. And if you haven't, pause this and... Go watch it. If you haven't, why are you listening to this podcast? I I mean, thank you for listening, but also, what are you doing? Yeah. It said Sandlot right in the title. It did. So basically, new kid moves in. He does not know how to play baseball at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, He doesn't know how to throw. He doesn't know how to do anything. And he is basically befriended right away, right off the bat. Pun. If you will, by, by Benny. Benny. Benny the Jet. And I think the thing that I took away from this viewing that we, when we watched it uh, last night, was just Benny full throttle wanting to be this dude's friend. Yeah. I mean, granted, there is the line where he makes nine, but also he could have just been like, look, he makes nine. You know, he could have delivered the line or said it, but it was a true Mm -hmm. friendship from the beginning of Benny wanting to help out Smalls. Yeah. And I I loved that cuz yeah, there was yeah. no there was never any falter in it. Nope. He gets in trouble, he helps him, and yeah. it was great. I just thought, you know, like true and true friendship. Yeah. I mean, there's a little bit of maybe Benny not quite realizing what he got himself into. Right, but he's but already But that's the closest to uh regretting befriending him and it's not even anywhere near regret. So. So do you think Smalls is interested in baseball because his stepdad is because he he doesn't know like who babe ruth is who Mm -hmm. his stepdad has a signed ball of and a picture of and all this memorabilia of and he doesn't know who he is Mm -hmm. so i'm just wondering what his interest in the sport of baseball is yeah do you think it's just to connect with his stepdad or let's let's break this down i mean maybe it's something like i mean i i forget if they said where he got that really shitty glove do you say his grandma got his it grandma him? got it for him and when he was four and it was made of plastic yeah it's a toy toy glove it's more a toy yes. than an actual glove um i mean i'm sure it comes from a lot of different places like you know it's bill is his stepdad mm-hmm. so he probably wants to connect to his stepdad who he tries to remember to call dad so you could tell that there's a relationship there yes. that he wants to foster yeah um and maybe there's an element of like that's just what boys do and he's trying to make friends and he finds this you know this ragtag group of, yeah. of little boys and they're all 
you know, playing baseball. Yeah, because it's they are all they are not. I don't think any one of them are on the school team because we see the school team and they're a bunch of assholes. Yeah, I don't know if that's a school team because it's during the summer. Oh, I think summer it's just league. Like a summer league, yeah. But yeah, they're all they're all jerks. Yeah, but I guess I don't know. I think he just was like, these are these are my people. Yeah. <laughs> Smalls, and I mean, what a group of people they are. We have Ham. Ham. Squints. Love him. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who else do we have? Ke- did uh did Kenny Kenny have a nickname? I feel like they all had nicknames, but apparently no. Uh, Kenny the pitcher did mm. not did not have a nickname, which is interesting. And then we had uh, Timmy Timmons and Tommy Timmons, <laughs> who was no- Tommy Timmons was known as Repeat, which I thought <laughs> is great. Well, because he repeated everything as Big Brother said. Yes. Yeah. Um, what a group. Yeah. And it's it's great because. None of them want this guy who can't throw, who <laughs> runs the ball back to the pitcher. Well, yeah, because they're like, he's he is a nerd. He sucks. He doesn't yeah. even know how to play. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> yeah. But it's also like, it's not coming from a place of, oh, we're never going to win with him on the team because they're just eight boys who play the same game, you know, forever and ever. Yes. They're not, they don't really, I mean, they do in this movie, they play the summer league. Um, but they don't really play like against other teams, so they were just like, "Ugh, this dude's a narc." I also come on, Benny. I, I also forgot Bertram Weeks, who was the taller kid with the mm-hmm. the circle glasses. Just great. I like all of these characters to me are just so I I don't want to say timeless. They're memorable. They are, yeah. Like yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, I just uh, and I mean, I mean, Ham mm-hmm. is. He steals a lot of scenes. Oh, he does. As a ham would. Mm -hmm. The scene where they finally, they have that game against the summer league kids Mm -hmm. where he's just talking behind home plate. Yep. Is is very funny. Also, when they're at the pool, which is another scene, which is just so it's too hot to play and Mm -hmm. they go to the pool, which is another scene I remember. Of course. Them getting kicked out after Squints decides to uh, fake drown. Fake drown. Ugh. To get Wendy Peppercorn to uh, give him mouth to mouth. So that he can kiss her. I mean, I will say the grin he gives. <laughs> it's so. I mean, I think that that's a really great bit of storytelling where, you know, she's going back and forth between like compressions and like like mouth to mouth contact. Yes. And he looks at his friends, gives like this uh, shit eating grin, if you will. Basically. Um, and. Uh, you know, when he does that, I'm like, and we're expected that no one no one else who's not his friend surrounding him saw that. Yeah, yeah. Like, come on. Come on. What are we doing here? But it's a great, it's just like a little moment between him and his friends. So like, yeah. they know he's okay and they know <laughs> that he's about to do something To get them banned stupid. from the pool. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Very funny. I mean, obviously problematic, but I mean, he was like, what, a 12-year-old kid? Probably younger, I would think. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know what- Varying yeah. ages, yeah. probably. They said the summer of fifth grade? Uh, yes. The yeah. narrator, Scott Smalls, yeah. Summer of fifth grade. The narrator was David Mickey Evans, by the way. I know. That's very But cool. only voice. Only voice. Not, not live action no, later. He that did was not play live action adult Smalls. Someone else. You know what's funny? I'm looking at who played the adult Benny the Jet, and they have the, he has the same last name as the guy who played, so maybe that was his dad. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. We'll let the listeners look that up themselves. Yeah, you guys look that up. I'm not gonna. I'm starting wild rumors about the Sandlot. 
30 <laughs> years later. Not a wild rumor. Might be. You're right. Actually, it's his older it's his older brother. Nice. Who played the older version of him. I just looked it up. All right. Well, listeners, you no longer have homework. There you go. No homework for you guys. You're welcome. I think, I mean, the, the other, there's a lot of like montages. Yes. Which, and they're all great. The music in this is fantastic. I mm-hmm. think the music when they are just batting around the summer league team is great. <laughs> I love that they pretty much demolished. They killed them. They did. Yeah. Everyone got like a killer hit. Yes. Just in the montage, probably more in the game. Yeah. The big centerpiece of this is, and the, I love the setup of it when they hit the ball over the fence the first time. They go, oh, we got to go. Mm-hmm. We can't play anymore. Then they buy the another, another ball and then, I feel like later on in the movie, that's when Benny hits the the cover off the ball. Yeah. And it's funny because everyone is very content with, this is the coolest thing we've ever seen. We'll just come back tomorrow and play. Mm -hmm. We'll call it a day on the knocking the cover off the ball. Yeah. Benny wants to continue to play. So Scott, Scott Smalls, wanting to impress his friend goes, oh yeah, I've got a ball at home, Mm -hmm. which was something I pointed out to you. Um in the beginning of the movie, Smalls and Dennis Leary, Bill, are throwing around a ball. So I, I paused it at one point. I said, why didn't he just go get that ball? Mm-hmm. And then I went, well, then there's no movie, obviously. Right. There's but no greatest pickle. The greatest says, pickle of the all. The narrator said three times. He did say it a couple of times. Yes. By the way, the greatest pickle coming up next. <laughs> yeah. A few more montages and then we'll get right to we'll it. Get right to the pickle. But he uses his stepdad's signed Babe Ruth ball, which we find out his, I believe his father gave to him mm-hmm. and he has since passed away. So it has a lot of meaning to, to old Bill. I also said, why are, how is none of these kids looking at this ball? I mean, it's I mean, just one signature on it. But I mean, if you, if you're playing baseball at one point, you're going to pick up the ball and look at it. If you're the pitcher, and he's he's like, I have a heater. I have all this other stuff. He's not looking at it, not seeing a signature. Well, it's crazy to me. Scott Smalls showed up with that Babe Ruth, threw it to Benny. Benny said, great, you're up. He threw it to the pitcher, and then Scott hit a home run. Hit a home run, his first home run, which I, and then he loses his mind. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember who says it. I, I feel like it was, might have been, yeah, yeah. He goes, I think... The shock of his first home run just got to someone delivers that much. It's just too much for him. But my but my point is he like they weren't like playing with this ball very much. It was very like Yeah. So I think that's probably to address that. How is no one looking at it? So in that scene we we truly find out that he does not know who Babe Ruth is. Mm -hmm. And the rest of the kids and this is a great montage, them trying to figure out how to get the ball away from the Mm -hmm. beast. Yes, the bees, the pup on the other side of the fence. The animatronic pup on the other side of the Man, fence. Man, I would love to do a bit more research into this movie behind the scenes wise and just to see how many different parts of the beast did the art department put together. Uh, because up until we actually see Hercules, we see a, you know, a gigantic mouth. That's clearly a puppet mouth. We yes. see a giant foot that's probably 10 times bigger than Hercules' paw actually is. Yeah. But because the filmmakers did such a great job of showing this super scary thing from the point of view of a 10-year-old, um, we got to see very exaggerated parts of him. Yeah. 
Uh, but but I'd love to see like how many different pieces, what pieces. Was there a full, oh, there, I think there might, had to have been a full like animatronic at one point. Yeah, because he, Hercules jumps up and catches, yes. oh. but that's a puppet dog. That does yes. it. It's not the real thing. Chase scene with Hercules is great. But, but yes. uh, before, you know, we get to the chase scene, it, they come, have to come up with various different ways to retrieve this, this ball. Mm-hmm. And I think at first they just, oh, they get the decoy and they spell Ruth with an E, <laughs> which is very funny. Yeah. And they eventually, I, I believe Benny has a dream yep. where the babe comes to him. Mm-hmm. And the babe was played by, who was he put? Because we went, that has to be, because when the movie ends, it says Art Lafleur as the babe. Yep. And it's just like. Why is that significant? And Art LaFleur, I looked him up. He's been in a bunch of, he's done a lot of things, still mm-hmm. alive today, still still doing Hopefully stuff. doing great, yeah. He's still doing like TV and stuff, yep. but he was doing a lot of baseball stuff. I think he was in Mr. Baseball the year before. Yep. Yeah, so. so I mean, at the time he was probably a name. A notable name. Yeah. And I believe he's also, he does commentary for baseball somewhere. I can't remember. But baseball fan, sure. Yes, absolutely. So he has the dream where the babe tells him you have to just play pickle with with the with the ball. Yeah, with the beast. With the beast, and he puts on those shoes, which I'm not really sure. What were they? Converses. Yes. He would have broken his ankles as soon as he. <laughs> well, that's what he. Well, Benny actually played in. He just bought yeah. a new pair of those shoes to be like, here we go, we're gonna do it. Yeah, I mean, he pickles the beast and he we get gets it. We get a great it. chase scene. Yes. So he jumps the fence and so does Hercules. Oh, my goodness. Breaking his chains. Yes. Uh, they run all around town. They, they cause a ruckus. They disrupt the showing of the wolfman. Yep. They do the trope with, with the chefs with the cake. The chefs. <laughs> and ultimately, I, you know, I think I forgot about the fence falling down on Hercules. Yeah. And then literally, once again, none of these other kids trying to help Smalls, but Benny reluctantly helps him. And the stare down between Hercules and Smalls is so funny. It's really cute. And it's super cute. Yeah. And then. Um, But I'm sure that I'm sure Scott has this, you know, intense feeling of guilt that he's the reason this beast is hurt. You know, if it it wasn't for him stealing that ball. None of this would have happened. So, you know, he's dealing with that guilt and Benny is just, you know, a true friend. So, yeah, yeah, it's very, very sweet. But yeah, that moment of that, like (laughs) extended, drawn out moment of Scott, like staring the beast in the face. And then he starts just like like, (laughs) slapping it up. Big old pup. Yeah. And they go up to the back door. And they they meet up with James Earl Jones, mm-hmm. who I remember I do remember James Earl Jones being in this movie. But I think I said to you, I don't remember how they get the replacement ball or why. Mm-hmm. And it's because he was a formal a formal a f- he was a formal baseball player, but he was also a former baseball player yep. who played with Babe Ruth. Mm-hmm. And apparently, he got hit in the in the temple or the head with a one high and tight mm-hmm. and lost his sight. And that was the end for him. But he uh, still had all this great memorabilia. He has so much memorabilia. Yeah. So they just traded. They just traded. And basically uh, he said, you have to come here once. a. I mean, not you have to come here. I'll give you the ball. If you come here once a week and come talk baseball with me, which in turn is funny because I assume he, I mean, we don't get to see this, 
but I assume Benny being the great player he already was got better with those weekly conversations that he was having with someone who played with Babe Ruth. I'm sure, yeah. So, love it. Great. He returns the ball, was only grounded for a week, Mm -hmm. mainly because... He he probably that's that's a big come up. I mean, having Babe Ruth's autograph is it's pretty good, but having all of the nineteen twenty seven Yankees team is a pretty big come up. I know the sentimental value is not there, sure. but and that was also kind of what kicked off their good relationship, yes. their good father son relationship, because there was no longer that. Oh, okay, fine, I'll teach you how to play. Yes. Fine, I'll hang out with you. Yes, you it, know? that was also something I noted when they played catch for the first time when he gets hit in the face. Mm-hmm. And later on, after Smalls has been playing for weeks with the team and getting better and actually, you know, catching balls, Bill, I think at one point goes, oh, yeah, when I get back, we'll play catch again, okay? Like, Mm -hmm. so he is just like, the dad is completely removed from anything that is going on in this kid's life, but it seemed to have have gotten better after. Yeah, I think so. Oh, great. I think the narrator says, I never forgot to call him dad after that, which is really sweet. Yes. All right. So what are we giving this movie now that we've it, it is fresh in our minds and we watched it digitally and not on a VHS tape? Grand Slam. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a- like, agreed. It's got that nostalgia locked into it. It's a great ensemble cast. Yeah, it's like the Goonies, but with baseball. Yes. And like a really strong friendship at the center of yes and a friendship that persists yes it does not it does not teeter at any point no. i feel and scott smalls when he grows up he grows up to be a uh, baseball announcer a baseball announcer and guess who's on the dodgers benny the jet rodriguez and they, and they give each other a little thumbs up and super cute they're buds they're buds for their he, whole lives and he has the chewed up babe ruth ball the forged ball and the uh the 1927 yankee ball uh, and he has a picture. He has a picture, has a of, picture all of, of all yeah. nine of them. Oh, so great, really cute. So great, yeah, great I'd say Grand Slam for sure. Yeah, I would also say Grand Slam. Maybe at some point we will have, we will watch a movie that we do not give a perfect baseball rating to. But today is not that day. today is not that day, and I don't think next week will be either. Now this is a movie neither of us have seen. Correct. Which is mixing it up. Interesting. We it's it came out in 1973. You said. Did I? I should have looked that up, I everyone. I think it might have been 76. 1976. Yes, there we're we going to go way back. Mm-hmm. And we are going to watch The Bad News Bears, the original. The original. Now, I truthfully have not seen this movie. I have also not seen the remake. Same. So this should be interesting. A movie both of us have not seen. So we went from one we've both seen to one neither of us has seen. So yep, pretty I'm pretty excited for this. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's it for us this week. Lauren, where can the people find you on the social medias? I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Bancroft, B-A-N-C-R-O-F-F-E-D and LaurenBancroft.com. And I am on Twitter and Instagram at JP Thrice. And you can find this podcast and past podcasts and a bunch of other stuff over at notlg.com this podcast is available on spotify so if you just search pincroft pod you'll see little baseball pictures of us from little league just follow that and you'll get the podcast straight to wherever you listen to your podcasts and that's that's it for us this week and and we'll we'll see you next week bye this has been a night of the living geeks production 
For more information and content, visit NOTLG.com.